Yo, what's up, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. I'm your host, John Malika, with my co-host, Alex Draterris, and today we'll be touching on the impacts of the releasing of the longest tenure Jet, Brian Winters, the trade of arguably our best player, or former best player, Jamal Adams, and the impacts of the COVID opt-outs, and right now, our first big one, C.J. Mosley opting out. And Alex, what do we have on for et cetera? So for et cetera, we're going to be talking about our three NFL sleeper teams. John and I have decided to not rank, but pick our three teams that we believe are going to have uh, uh, just take that leap this upcoming season. Yep. And there you have it. And also, of course, we'll be hitting on the Yankees because we are the best team in baseball and we can't stop talking about it. So, all right, let's go. Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the inaugural episode for the Jets. And I'm John Malika, your host. And here we have our co-host, Alex Trotera. Say what up, Alex. What's going on, John? What's up, man? We have been blessed today because not only is it our inaugural episode, we could not have picked a better day. And why is that, Alex? Tell us why. Finally have it, man. Brian Winters finally got cut. Oh, man. This is the best we can get right before we we're about to start recording on a Sunday night. Um, and we've just, we, we have not stopped talking about it. So for those of you who don't know, Brian Winters is our starting right guard. Um, he is actually our longest tenure jet. Um, and his tenure has unfortunately been filled with mostly quote-unquote potential he held down the line for a little bit but he was mostly injured um it was really just his time to go and we had joe douglas kind of revamping the line with his guys um good riddance i'm excited to see him go alex what do you got for us i think he just had to go man um he was eating a lot of money like relatively to the other linemen that we signed this offseason joe douglas you know i'll say quote-unquote revamped the line not necessarily with a lot of talent, but he just went with depth and got a lot of bargain deals. So I think cutting Brian Winters, especially when he's going to be playing guard when we have a plethora of guards, it just wasn't necessary to keep him around at all. And, you know, interesting that he did it now. Um, You wonder why he waited until now. It's, I guess, maybe because of the beginning of COVID, we didn't know like what players were going to be sick before training camp, but I guess because training camp is now coming up, you could just say, hey, Ryan Winters, we don't need you, and we're going to give you an opportunity to go potentially sign somewhere else at the beginning of the season. So, you know, yeah. that's what I think about the situation. Yeah, I know uh, there was a, you know, there's some, uh, a report that already came out that was kind of scolding the Jets uh, on uh, their timing. Um. I think it's a little unfair just because that's right now is when everything is happening, when people are starting to get cut and traded. Um, it's really not fair to hold teams to the same standard as usual uh, due to the pandemic. In my opinion, I just think things were weird. Um, some owners, I think we were in different situations. Um, but in this case, I think Brian Luther is going to find a job easy. I think he's going to be quiet. He's going to be okay. 
Oh, yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, and I think that Joe Douglas has um, is really starting to put his name on this team. Absolutely. Um, and it kind of feels good because he's, you know, we got him here for her scouting, for his talent. Um, so, and especially for the O-line. So, let's hope it doesn't work out like uh, Kalo, which seems to be his uh, <laughs> number one uh, problem. And for those of you who don't know, uh, last year in the offseason, uh, Joe Douglas, one of his first, one of his moves, because he came in late, was he uh, convinced Ryan Kalo, uh all pro veteran center to come out of retirement from Carolina and come join the Jets. Just an awful marriage. Did not work out. Not at all. Just. <laughs> yeah. So that was, yeah. that was a bit of a blunder. Remember how he was just. <laughs> I just think about last season and just fumbling, just like couldn't even get the snap to Darnold. It was just. just yeah, I mean, when, when a guy decides to retire. I feel like when he's like out the door, it's like we did this with Testaverde too. Um, when the guy's already out the door, you can't bring him back. And it's not like it's not like Brett Favre who's like, I'm retiring. No, I want to play. It's like these guys truly believe that they were going to retire. And then you convince them to come out of retirement. And next thing you know, you're asking them to play at a high level. And they're probably just like mentally like over it. And they're just like, yeah, you know, I guess I'll get this money a little bit extra. Or, you know, maybe I'll just give it a shot. But I don't think they're you know, their full heart is in it. They're doing it. They're going through the motions, like they're dedicated, but I don't necessarily feel like their whole, like, it's not, it's not a hundred percent that you're looking for. Maybe you're getting 80, 90%, which is, it's like, okay, fine. But you yeah. just got what it be at that point. When the guys Once you check out, you can't, you can't get back to a hundred percent, no matter no. what you do. Yeah, no. I, I, I can get behind that, but honestly, like for, for what it was worth, I thought it was a good idea at the time. We had an atrocious beginning six weeks of the season due to <laughs> it was disgusting, disease man. that wasn't that wasn't COVID-19 but we, we, I don't even want to I don't want to say it out loud but speaking of Joe Douglas and his moves uh he's just coming off of what people can call another late trade what people are and what people have may or may not have an issue with is trading our most beloved let's say player on the Jets at least was most yeah, yeah, let's say at the time, right? Like at least like he was the most beloved. You know, I couldn't, be- I personally couldn't believe that he dropped to us at six. Um, as oh, when you know when he was the LSU safety, that was crazy. Um, we loved how loud he was. He was basically the only guy on our defense. Uh, well, felt like it for the last couple of years, like holding down the team. So yep. you know, and we got rid of him. You know, everyone knows what we're talking about. Jamal Adams, number thirty-three. Uh, I have his jersey. Like he's my guy. I have his signed helmet. Like he, like over my shoulder right now. Like he's my guy. Um, but we traded him for the 2021 and the 2022 first round pick, and we got a third round in 21. And a really, really, really underrated part of the trade, Bradley Bradley McDougal. We got him too, and we got rid of Jamal Adams and a fourth round pick in 2022. And of course. Let's not forget how disgruntled Jamal Adams was and how he played the the media and literally the day before this happened, put out an article with the Daily News, surprise, surprise, about literally trashing the owner and the GM. And it was kind of like his... And the coach. And the coach. 
and the coach. And, and the coach. don't forget the coach. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, kind of like a big like new uh, like July Fourth fireworks like ending to his George Costanza like get me out of here. Oh, and yeah. I like, and I think it like finally worked. Um, and in in my opinion, we, we got to steal for him. But Alex, tell us what you think, man. I okay. So when I first saw the trade, I, I just want people to understand where I was coming from. I was upset as like a true fan. I like Jamal Adams, and just from the standpoint that he was like one of our guys, homegrown, top talent, top tier, was ranked like on ESPN. They had him like ranked like the second best defensive player in the league. Um, and when you just see that he's ready to leave and he's like any player of that caliber who's ready to go, it's it's heartbreaking, man. It's just tough. It's just tough to deal with. And you just see them like – when you see Adams just like constantly, like whether it's removing the Jets from like his Twitter handle or maybe I think he also did it from his IG. And then, you know, he has like all these statements about wanting to go to Dallas. And then you hear the reports that he was texting guys in Dallas asking for him to be traded. And then on top of that, you hear like there's the organizational mess, whether like a contract was offered or not. And it's just like, what's going on here? This is infuriating. This is our best player. We should be treating our best players like as they're our best players. Like they get, I'm sorry, like they get preferential treatment, you know, like I'm not going to treat a guy who's like four string on the bench. Who's making 400 to $500,000 a year. The same as I would treat like someone like Jamal Adams, like he's not a quarterback, but he's also like, but he's still like one of your top players. So I was a little aggravated. I was annoyed. And I took Twitter just saying, I hated the jets. And so like, just for like, there's just like a bigger picture like that I have about just the Jets as an organization. But as the trade, I was upset to see him go. I was upset. I was upset to see him just get so infuriated and just felt like done wrong. And I was also upset that we couldn't do anything to rectify the situation and we had to trade him. In return, though, we got a great haul for <laughs> a safety. Like, I'll, like, and I'll say that, like, we got a great haul for a safety. Like, we got... Was we got two first round? We got first. We got we got pump. We got two first round picks, the twenty twenty one and the twenty twenty two. We got a third twenty twenty round pick, and we got Bradley McDougal McDowell. How do you pronounce his last name? <laughs> McDougal. McDougal. Okay, and we got Bradley McDougal, and we and we gave them Jamal Adams and a fourth round pick. That's a freaking haul. Like Jalen Ramsey didn't get that. Laramie Tunsil didn't get that. Like we got a steal. And like Will Mack didn't at, get it. Nope. And like. Let's keep in mind, like, I know, like, Jamal Adams, he's a great player, top of his position, understandable. He's not, like, I know he's not in that tier, like, one that everyone ranks as all these players, but that should also say something. If people don't believe safeties to be that tier and we're getting this type of haul, the Jets came out on top. You know what I mean? Now, yeah, I, I, even it, before that, even before, even if it wasn't a safety, I think that Joe Douglas, like, getting – this for any type of position player when he's this disgruntled, like coming in, like Joe Douglas was like, you know, his back is against the wall, right? Like we can't, like Jamal Adams is going to play on his contract. He's a rookie contract. He's going to play disgruntled. He's going to be like terrible in the locker room, you know, even though he says he's not, but obviously he's affecting the play. He's affecting the players. You have to be, you're affecting the coach. You know what I'm saying? If you, even if you're cool with Greg Williams and and the defensive, you know, squad, like, 
if you're just like talking smack about the head coach, like it's a problem. You know what I mean? Like you can't just do that. If you're talking smack about everyone in the organization, it's a problem. It's just like, it's a major problem. Like I get that. And like it, it, when it got to that point to the daily news, it, I think that was just like the, like there was nothing you could do to rectify this because everyone will be talking about it. And at the same time, like for Joe Douglas, right. It's like, okay, if you can trash everybody in the newspaper, still get, still be here and then get paid. Yeah, that, like, that's like top money for a safety. Yeah. Paid. Like, that, you know, that says, a lot now like if jamal adams really wanted to stay with the jets and he wanted to get paid you know there's so many ways like what he was doing up like up until like like i'm not like uh i'm not a person who gets infuriated when a player requests for a trade uh, like pe- players do that all the time like mm-hmm. you need it's it's part of business negotiations you, you got to use the leverage at some point um mm-hmm. but once he st- once he did that i was just kind of like i was like wow I'm expecting you to go at some point because unless the Jets just pay you like your money right now, this is not going to end well for anyone in the organization because next thing you know, like if Darnold doesn't like it, all you got to do is just go to meta and just go trash the organization and then go get paid. So I, I, I understood that it was coming to that point, but it was just like, you know, it was just, yeah. And I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And that's honestly one of the things that infuriates me personally is like, for example, Mike Tannenbaum, who is our former GM and who considers himself a capologist. Okay. And he, you know, he's around the Dolphins, so he should know everything. The first thing he said about this trade is, oh, this sets, he said, I saw the same exact situation with Rebus. That was number one. Okay. And then he said, this sets a, br- a bad precedent for the organization, but I completely disagree with him. And I actually agree with what you were saying. If this, if, if the jets were to keep him after all this, after he just George Costanza it up, <laughs> you know, then it would be terrible for the organization. Then the next time anyone needs anything, they're just going to talk smack about the organization and Woody Johnson or the Johnsons are just going to write check, write checks for them. Like that's insane. Like, you know what I want the jets to, do if somebody like Jamal Adams, no matter who you are, even if you are a franchise player, even if you are the most beloved player, you know what I mean? You are expendable. Like you can't just, you know, dump on the team in the, in the newspaper just because like Meta also hates the coach. Like I don't care who hates the coach. Okay. Like you are supposed to be the leader. You want to get paid, you know, millions of dollars. Like let's call a spade a spade. Okay. I can, you can be frustrated all you want. You know what I mean? Like we're all, we all have jobs. We're all frustrated with our boss, you know, like that's, you know, anyone can be frustrated, but like, you don't, um, and you could request, you know, a transfer or a leave and that's fine, but you cannot go into the, you know, to the pub, to anybody private or publicly, but especially publicly to the newspaper and trash them. Like, get, like that's toxic, you know, like enjoy, like go, you know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead. Like, um, do your thing, man. But yeah. I, like I get that whole, I get that whole aspect. Right. And I think for me though, what really, really irks me is like, I know like we could have like the whole new Joe Douglas regime. It seems like he's legit. I like the moves that he's made, the way he worked, the the draft, being able to trade back, just the draft picks he made. I like what he did with Adams and the return that he got. I think the thing that really irks the living crap out of me though, <laughs> is that this organization keeps getting in its own way whether it's just 
and I'm not even talking like Joe Douglas check. Joe Douglas is like, like, I like Joe Douglas. I like what he did. Like you have to stay firm and you have to keep a poker face. And like, if Joe Douglas was like caving in, like he doesn't get the haul that he did. He, he did a great job in that. But when you have like someone like Woody Johnson, right. And Woody Johnson, I think, or not, it's, it's Chris Johnson at this point, I think just the Johnsons in general, it just, it's, indica- <laughs> yeah. it's indicative of how they just run this organization. And it's just poor when it comes, and this is where I really get annoyed is that we didn't treat our best draft player with respect. Like if we were supposed to give him a contract offer and we didn't, what are we doing? Why are we not communicating this? Why is this even being discussed? Like during Joe Douglas's presser for the NFL combine, he said he was in discussions with his agent about Jamal Adams contract. He didn't want to go into it. Now you could take that as saying, Hey, like I said, no, we can't do that now. Or we're going to talk further about this or, Hey, we're going to offer you something, but he left it vague and like, which is fine. I'm not looking for him to go into detail, but you can take it so many ways. I think there was actually some sort of discussions that we don't know about that. We won't come that we won't know. We're not, I'm not expecting us to know. But he's going to say, no, I wasn't going to offer him a contract extension. Jamal Adams could say, yes, I was supposed to get a contract extension or at least an offer sheet. And that's where it's just like it's going to be a he said, he said story. Right. Yeah. But I think but to me, it's like even if you're mentioning that you're going to discuss contract extension in that form, I think that they had something in planned, But they didn't get around to it to whatever the Johnsons wanted to. And you don't think so? I think, I think he, I think he did. I think he really did. But let me just finish my one thing. Yeah, and yeah. so this is where it is. It's communication with the Jets. It's communication from top down to the bottom. And that's where it really bothers me. And for like so many years, it just hasn't, whether it was Rex and like firing Tannenbaum and you kept Rex and then you brought Edzik and you put Edzik and Rex on the same level and you made it like a shotgun marriage and just because you like Rex that makes no with Sanchez. sense yeah, with Sanchez, Sanchez and then you draft Geno Smith and then you it's just like what's going on and yeah, then and after then, that yeah, and then you, yeah, you hire Joe Mac, after the draft <laughs> or even that you hire both Mac and Bowles and they both have the same power then you fire Bowles then Mac hires Gase Gase fires Mac and then yeah. you bring in Douglas and it's like what's going on here like literally it's like it makes no sense it I makes agree. no sense and this is where like that's what really infuriates me and it's like it's so it's like so hard not to believe that the jets didn't get in their own way with their own top player that he just left and like yes it's best that they just both separate at this point but that's what really irks a living crap out of me yeah i agree with that 100 percent. like it is it is almost impossible to believe that it wasn't the jets fault <laughs> just because of like as you said, like just from the top, like forget like the gameplay and the coat and the X's and O's, like just from the top, like it's, it, it's, it's kind of, they, they love to get in their own way. I agree with you. The only thing is in this case, Jamal Adams had no leverage. And when we're like, when we're just trying to like figure out what's going on, like, I know that, I know that Joe Douglas was kind of vague, in the opening presser when he first got his job, like literally like his first ever presser and they asked him about his star player. He was kind of vague. I agree. But right now he's not being vague at all. Right now when he got in the presser, he was pretty firm after the trade. Like, no, I never told him that. No, I never offered anything. He was very firm. You know what I mean? And the whole time in between, we had the disgruntled, you know, star who knows he's the star. Okay. And 
during a pandemic, okay, whatever, we'll just kind of put shuts, push that to the side. But also, like, I mean, Jamal Adams has, has a reason to lie. You know what I'm saying? He has a reason to try to get us to hate the organization and to have everyone like freaking out at the coach and the GM and the owner. Like he's putting pressure because like, like he's trying to, he's trying to make us all believe that he's a free agent when he's not, you know what I'm saying? We could have held him on for three more years, like two more years in a franchise and he would have had to just like sit down and take it. So, and then, we, and then at the end of that, if he signed with someone after that, we would have got a, you know, a comp pick. We would have got a comp third pick for that. It would have been fine. You know what I'm saying? The Jets would have been okay with that, but he didn't want that, and he wanted to get his contract. And Joe Douglas said, "Yo, yo, you know, I'm sure some vague like, oh yeah, mate, you know, we'll, we'll we'll call you soon. We'll let you know. We're interested. We want to make you a Jet for life. Like, you know, that sort of rhetoric. I totally agree with you, but I do think that if we have to choose someone that's lying in this case, like I'm going to choose the guy that had a reason to lie." Like Joe Douglas could have came right now and said, yeah, like we were going to offer him a trade and made him look so, you know, uh, I was going to offer him a contract and made Jamal look so bad and made us all hate Jamal. Like in two seconds, you know what I'm saying? He could have turned the whole thing on the player. But he has, oh, no, reason sure. to, he no, has for, no reason to do that. You know what I'm sure. saying? Because he was just like, this is the truth, man. I, 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 never, I never offered him anything. I, you know, I was going to, I was going to contact him. Nothing happened. And then Seattle called and offered, you know, he's like freaking out. He wrote us, he, he the only thing I do, I will say that, that Joe Douglas did lie about is he did say that the recent newspaper uh, article had nothing to do with Jamal Adams being traded. That I can't believe. Okay, that I won't believe. So, Maybe he, he was like, he, he was kind of like, he kind of did some lawyer uh, vagueness there when he, he like, he kind of like went around it. Like that wasn't like the old, like the main reason or the only reason you could have like spun that with the punctuation. Okay, but like he said, I did that, like that didn't have anything to do with it, which I can't really get on board with so i agree i agree with everything that you're i agree with with everything that you're saying like uh, like does adams have more of a reason to lie than douglas absolutely but i think i think it's i don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole with this because this is just a lot of speculation but this is my last point for this um is that i think if there's anything and, and this is just like my thought process i think that there was an expectation to maybe offer Jamal Adams something this year and just like restructure. Like we did it with Rebus. We restructured with Rebus and it's not like we gave him like the max the first time he wanted the max the second time, but we like, we, we redid, or I shouldn't say we, but the Jets redid his rookie contract and gave him more money. And I think you could have gotten something for that for Adams. I think what happened was, is that Douglas wants to put his mark i think there is there may have been miscommunication in this point but i think this is where douglas has to make his stand and i think he's talking to what do you like look i have to fix this and make this going forward so this is probably the ugliest thing that we've seen and hopefully the last ugliest thing that we see moving forward but i think that it was just between the top down and everyone else and I'm sure Gase had I'm something. I'm sure Gase had something to say about this because Gase doesn't like to pay anybody. Like we saw yeah. that in Miami, he just You're right. doesn't matter especially how great safety. you are. Especially, it's, especially, no, especially, especially yeah. yeah, especially like non-specific, like non-special uh, positions or or highly touted. Positions, he doesn't like, like running backs, backs and right, running backs, safety. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I totally agree. I totally agree. And so I think I think there was a lot of angles coming to this. Right. Yeah. And I think Douglas is, I think the one thing Douglas wants to stay true to is his word and how he negotiates. And I think that's what we got from this point. And that's probably the one thing I will say that I like about this. Out of all this Joe Douglas, like, 
he could have handled the situation better. I think the entire church organization could have held it a lot, yeah. handled it a ton better. But I think what Douglas had to inherit and what he had to deal with, I think he did, like he did a decent job. I'm not gonna say great. I'm not, yeah, he's like decent to good. Of, like, yeah, yeah. Of course, it can't, it can't be great because we we cannot have this anymore. We can't. We just can't. We can't have players, especially our players, like being disgruntled. Like we need more players like Le'Veon, like that are going on for the Jets for this and. You know, Avery Williamson, who was getting dressed up, you know, every Sunday last year. Like, we need those types of guys, you know, um, not just people who are tweeting about their accomplishments. Okay. But that brings us to, I guess, why we're here and like why this even matters is like, what do you think this is going to, how do you think this is going to affect our team? Like, how do you think this is going to affect our, our season? Right. So we have the hardest strength to schedule. Hardest right? strength. That's, what, that's what, uh, second to the Patriots. And we're, that's what we're staring at. I do think that having uh, no fans is a huge benefit for the Jets, both home and away. Okay, <laughs> as a as a as a as a Jets fan, okay, that goes to MetLife. Let me tell you, it, it's mostly just fighting the other team. That's just what we do. We just fight Dolphins fans and Bills fans, and like that's just it. Like we just yell at each other um, because they're filling the stadium um, on the road. If when I go to road Jets games, I'm by myself. Okay, so oh, I can hear you on that. When I was in Tennessee, there was a sea of blue. I'll say this: there's a good, there's like patches of green, and I think it's just because the Titans are just like they're like that. They're that team where they're, if they're really good, people will get into it. But if they're like meh, like people show up for like it's an outing. It's an outing, and you know yeah. what I mean. And like when I when was it when me and buds were now when that when you go to Philly, yikes! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I, I went to go to Philly last year. Thank God I didn't because uh, Donald wasn't even there. I'll give you this story right here, okay? Me and my boys, we were waiting outside to get brunch, breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever. Well, not dinner, but <laughs> breakfast and lunch, brunch, brunch, brunch for you bougie people out there. <laughs> and uh, the Jets were staying at the Westin. Okay. And we saw this couple who were staying at the Westin. They did like this, I forget the website where you can get like discounted hotel rooms, but. They go there and they get in the elevator. They see a bunch of Jets people there. They saw Le'Veon Bell, everyone else, Jamison Crowder. And they're telling us this. And they said, you know, they get into the elevator and they're standing next to someone in Jets gear. And they're looking at this guy. They're like, oh, um, this guy looks like he's like on the medical staff or like on the exec or one of those guys. And so they're asking like, oh, do you work for the Jets? They're like, yes, I do. And like, oh, what do you do? Are you like in the front office? Are you in analytics? Are you one of the trainers? And he's like, because like, it's not like what you want to hear. It's not like those, this is not yeah, yeah, what yeah. you want to hear. Yeah. If you're one of the players and he's players. one of the players yeah, yeah. And, and it's Luke Falk and Luke Falk. Oh, no. And so like our starting third string court, well, our starting quarterback time was third string. They're like, oh, you're the starting quarterback. Oh, oh. oh and they're no. like, they, they told us, they're like, he doesn't look like a quarterback. And I was like, oh, Jesus. And oh, that's like, not good. That's Speaking not... of fog, they might make him the, 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 the quarantined quarterback this year. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. Oh, God. Oh, Please, no, no more. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, none of that. They were talking, they were talking about make, because we have, we have Darnold, obviously, as a starter, and we have Flacco as the backup. So they wanted to make uh, – Falk, the designated quarantine quarterback that doesn't get dressed and just stays home just in case our quarterbacks get corona. 
We get Falk in there. It's only because he's been with Gase for so long. Gase loves his guys. I have oh, no... Man. It's <laughs> Gase like, loves his guys. Gase loves his guys who are terrible. Like, this <laughs> yeah. guy is terrible. Like, he could have, like, the because best football Because he thinks he's Bill brain. Belichick. He thinks he's, but, he thinks but he's but offensive he, Bill Belichick. That's Luke what Gase has in his brain. Luke Falk could have, like, the best NFL brain possible. But I'm sorry. Like, there also has to be some talent. And, like, we saw it last year, and it's just, like, it's just not there. Not there. Like when you have to run the ball and you can't throw, it's just bad. But I know. Let's, let's well, we, do have a, we, we do. We do have a real offensive line this year. Okay. Yeah. And so I guess and and okay. Well, you know, while we're here, we did touch on the Corona. You know, C.J. Mosley uh, did just opt out for us. Okay, so he's he's off the books this year for us. But thankfully, we have depth at the you know the inside linebackers. We do have Bradley coming in. Uh, coming in for Jamal, okay, at safety. We also have Austin Davis, one of the safeties we drafted, coming off the Leo Williams trade, which mm-hmm. is also from Joe Douglas, okay? Yeah. Um, what do you, how do you think the Jets look this year? I, again, like with the strength of schedule, like yeah, you know, the way back, it is and no fans. Yeah, coming back, to, coming back to your original question, I think it's going to be a tough season, man. Our bread and butter was like his defense, and I don't – like Jamal Adams, like, like I, he – he was our edge rusher, which is like was he though? I, he was. I, know, he, I know he had the sacks, but it was two games, and it wasn't off the edge. But the thing is, like, I, so know he, what I, mean? so I understand. I understand what you're saying, but it's like the thing is, like, he was providing like that pressure on the edge, though. Like, he doesn't, he didn't get the sacks, but he was pr- providing pressure that, you know, it's not going to show up in the sack box. Like, if you look at, like, I think it was more Kyle Phillips. Ha. Huh. No, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I really do. I really do. Like, I, I think Dude, Jamal like, Adams seriously. was good on the tight ends, good on the running backs. But honestly, when you're talking about, like, for the line, yo, I think that was more Kyle Phillips. He murdered on the line this year. You know what I'm trying look, to say? And like, Jordan Jenkins did his thing, too. Look, both of them did this thing. But, yeah. look, like, when you have Jamal Adams who can provide that pressure, too, like, that supplemental pressure, that's that's the thing, though. Like, he, provi- he was, like, that additional force to it. And if we just – we put him there because we couldn't get pressure – on quarterbacks without adding another person on the line. That's why I say like, he was like, he was kind of like our glorified edge rusher where he's not engaging anyone on the line, but he's just like coming around from the edge and just like, you know, whether it's tacking on, taking on a tight end or a running back or a fullback, whoever's like getting ready to block him. Like it's just, it's just being glorified. He adds pressure. I think with him gone and now CJ Mosley not playing, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Like it all depends on who else, but this is not a good start for us, like defensively. Like if Avery Williamson decides not to show no, up, no, don't you dare, don't you dare, uh, because uh, this is this is literally this is literally why this could this could not I could not have asked for a better outcome to something that obviously I don't want to happen. Like I think obviously he, I don't want CJ Mosley to be out, right? Obviously right. I'm one of our big players to be out. But oh my goodness, I could not have written it better. Yeah, I know. Now, now we don't need to cut him because like Mosley won't get be on our, the cap. We get a full season with Avery Williamson. To- I'm so on, happy. On top of that, winners is gone. More cap so space. This is more cap space. And for Avery Williamson, I, he would probably have to show up just to guarantee not getting cut. So he's probably going to be there. But overall, I don't get see out of here. Avery Williamson got a career high 120 tackles, two fumbles, and three sacks. But no, look, look man. Every, every, no, look, man. Everyone was talking about how everyone was talking about like, oh, how Avery Williamson was going to be the one cut, like the odd man out, like just like, oh, well, you got too many linebackers. Uh, if you got like, I know we don't have Jamal Adams anymore, so we don't have to worry oh, about money in that it aspect. It was nerve wracking. I was terrified, as you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Like, no, I, I think like he's, I think he's fine to stay. I think he's going to show up, but I think, I, I think overall the team's not going to be that, that good this year. I, like Donald will really have to step up, but if Donald is just going to be playing like average, I only see like six wins. Honestly. Okay, but let's just stick to the defense for a second, right? Because we, we, we lost the two defensive players, right? So that's what we're really worried about right now. And nothing okay. happened to the offense. The offense is fine. Actually, I think they've been improving with the offensive line. I think got incredibly better. We have Frank Gore now. We have Le'Veon Bell excited to play. Okay, I'm not worried about the offense. I like, I like our wide receivers. We have Herndon coming back on the tight end. We have a bunch of – our tight ends are stacked, honestly, like Ryan Griffin – like, we're good. Like, I'm not worried about our offense. Honestly, I think Darnold's going to be good to go, especially after his, like, stint with Mono last year. Okay, I know I said it. <laughs> um, I think he's, I think he's like, I think he's open. He's going to be really good with this whole, like, pandemic going on. I think he need. I think he knows this is a big year for him. Okay? So, we don't have to sit down the offense. Let's just, let's just stick on the defense because, honestly, I mean, this is our first episode, right? And one of the reasons why we really, I really want, you know, we really need to, like, talk about the Jets and, you know, the Knicks and like really hit on it is we want to, we want to really like boil it down and not just give the headlines. Right. So yes, CJ Mosley and Jamal Adams are no longer on the Jets. That on paper sounds like a catastrophe. That sounds like minus five games. It sounds like we're going to win one game. Let's just cancel the season. I'm with you. Uh, no, it's not sound like one game. I'm, let's be, let's not I'm be just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? It sounds terrible. Like, those are our best two defensive players. Like, everyone's going nuts, you know? But, like, our inside linebackers, we have Avery Williamson, who we just touched on, all right? We also have Peanut, who we just signed, you know, this year. We have Cashman, who we drafted last year, was a killer. And then mm-hmm. we have Hewitt and Burgess. They're just hanging out. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're beasts. Like, our, our linebackers are stacked. Like, I, I think C.J. Mosley... Um, opting out this year, like for his family, like that's cool. I think the $10 million this year uh, will be advantageous for like a one-year deal for us. If we, you know, try to hit on like a clowny or a a quarterback, you know, or like a Ryan, if we need, but I think it's going to be, it's actually going to hit us harder down the road when he's a little bit older and in the contract is, you know, going, but just for this year, I think our, our linebackers are fine and our safeties, I know. Like, I know Jamal Adams. I get it, man. Like, I love Jamal Adams. I'm telling you, I have his helmet sign in the back. I have his jersey. Like, I love Jamal Adams, okay? But with Marcus May being healthy, with Austin Davis doing something, okay? Something. And then with Bradley McDougal. Like, he, Bradley McDougal was holding down Seattle. Like, literally holding them down. Like, I just don't – and with Greg Williams, you know, uh, manning the ship, I really don't – I really – if it's a one, if it's a minus one win from this, I can accept that. But honestly, if it's even, I think I think it's more likely to be like sort of even from that. Like I don't think we're gonna like miss it because someone's gonna get those tackles. I know this, you know what I'm saying? Jamal Adams had those tackles, but I just Avery Limson's gonna get them. You know, what no, I'm saying? I, 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 I hear what you're saying. No, them. I hear what you're saying. And like we didn't have see like I think the thing is like my my stance is like do we really expect Donald to be taking that next step? Because he really has to take that next step. Honestly, it's always like, about Sam. No, it, no, it is. It's all yeah, it's, it's, the I league know. is the league is about quarterback play. About Sam, it really it's, is all it's, about it's, Sam. It's, it's 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 about quarterback play. Like analysts talk about it, 
the best teams are about it. Like, look, you could like we could even go look at like the Detroit Lions, right? Stafford keeps it keeps them in games. Not the defense. Stafford. Rodgers keeps the Packers in games. Not the defense. They need they need decent defenses to be a better team. I think we'll have a decent defense. It's not going to be miserable. It's going to be decent. I'm just like they were holding it down last year for the for that uh, for that stretch of what uh, we go six and yeah six and yeah, two the, yeah the last half yeah. of the season. I mean Jamal yeah they were holding they were holding they were holding it down. It was it was unbelievable. And so like but for us to like really think of us like as a competitive team. Darnold needs to take that next step. And like, if we had the same defensive unit, I'd be a little bit more comfortable saying, okay, we can go like eight and eight. They'll be, they'll be, they're going to hold down some of those tougher teams. Are you expecting Darnold? Darnold's going to have to like, we're going to be like, we're probably going to be dogging it in some, some of them. And he's got to throw it, us out of those. Like yeah. if he could, if he could do that, that's awesome. I'll be happy. I'll be a proud yeah. Jets fan. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like it, it comes down to his play, and it also comes down to coaching and what we can do. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I think so. That, that that's that, and that's where like I'm like hesitant to say like, oh, we're gonna be great. And we have like if we have the second toughest schedule. I know it hurts. Oh, man, but like, no we fans. gotta go against no fans. No, it doesn't matter, man. We have to go against. We're talking about like it doesn't matter if we're going against like the Seahawks. If we're going against. Uh, yeah, if oh. we're in Seattle in December with no fans, I'm gonna be the happiest guy in the world. I mean, it may, I mean, them they are the 12th man. Uh, yeah, like that would be the, I get that, that would be amazing. That I get would be amazing. That. But their defense has been solid, and you got yeah. Russell Wilson, who's also just like oh, Russell Wilson is unbelievable. He's a yeah, killer. he's just a magician. So it's like yeah, he is a magician. between him, and then we also got to face uh, we got to face the uh, we got to face AFC West too, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So we got to, we got. I mean, AFC West is not as tough as the NFC West, but. We'd have home field advantage in LA, so that, we're, we're missing out on that. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but, but that's, uh, the, that's the game I want to go to this year. But uh. but yeah, you did you did you did you did throw in uh, a little teaser to next week when we'll be doing um, our predictions of the schedule and the strength of schedule and how we feel like the Jets will um, on a way too early prediction for the season, and we'll see how they roll before you know they even roll out their rosters. Because um, we're really excited about it, so we just kind of want to, you know, see how we feel about the team before it's they start up, and then you know, right before the season starts, we'll see how we are, and then we'll see how off we are by the time uh, the season ends. Oh man, I hope like I like every Jets fan, right? Every fan, like I hope they do well. I hope they, I hope they're great. I just look at the division between the Bills and the Patriots now, and it's just it's it's tough, man, because we're talking about. Like Patriots, you have to be on par. You have to just like you can't mess up. And the Bills, if we had like our solid defense, I'm more confident going against them than just like yeah. with the average defense, just because yeah. I like Allen is talented, but I don't think he's like that guy who's gonna kill you like by himself. But like we saw last year, like we had it we had a close game. Granted, Darnold was sick. Yeah, but honestly, yeah. I, we can't even mention the Patriots without talking about how I think eight right now, eight players have opted out as it yeah. currently stands from their yeah. starting lineup. I mean, and they lost that guy, number 12. Um, I know they got, I know they got Cam, but I'm just saying, I, I think, I think the Jets have some potential this year, especially if they change the playoff schedule, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But Alex, what do we got for et cetera today, man? So for the et cetera, we're going to talk about 
are three sleeper teams in the NFL that we believe are going to take that next step. And just so people understand what this et cetera portion is, it's kind of just like a riff between us talking about like either league wide topics or whatever we feel like talking about. Honestly, it could be a multitude of things. So as John pointed out today, we're also probably going to be talking a little bit of Yankees because you know what? Our Yankees are awesome. Because guess what? They're the Yankees. That's the tweet. Um, so yeah, but we're going to talk about. That's right. But we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so we're going to talk about our three sleepers. So John, we're going to go back and forth one for one, and okay, doesn't have to be any ranked order. I just want to know your teams that you think are going to have. I'm not saying there's got the, the the purpose of this is that they're going to be better, not necessarily like Super Bowl contenders, but I'm expecting push for playoffs. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so we'll do it's kind of we'll just kind of do like in a sort of like draft format. But for the for the I guess for my first pick, I'll take the Indianapolis Colts. So they were seven and nine. Okay. Um, I think with Philip Rivers coming in there. It's going to like, of course, like if we remember Andrew Luck uh, retired like right before the season, um, and they stuck it out with Bursett, who I like, but I guess Bursett just didn't you know work out for that. And they have Philip Rivers coming in with that offensive line. They have improvements everywhere. Um, I know that uh, Ty uh, just might have opted out, so I know the opt outs for COVID are going to change things. But just on paper right now, especially with the offensive line, my first pick would be the Colts. Your first pick was to be the Colts? Okay. Yeah, I, like I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I think, honestly, they're going to win the division. I think the AFC South is going to have the Indy Colts on top. Okay, nice. All right, that, I actually also had the Colts on my list as well, but they were not – they're not uh... – That's what happens when you give up first pick, man. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm an, But who I'm going to go with is the Arizona Cardinals. Let's go. I like the Cardinals. That's a good pick because that, that's my team. That's a good pick. I like the Cardinals this upcoming season. I think Kyler Murray is going to take uh, – I think he's going to take not necessarily the, a major leap, but he's going to take that next step. He's there year two. He may have a sophomore slump, but I don't think it's that bad. He's very talented. He's mobile. He's got a good arm. You know, you got Kirk. Uh, you got Larry Fitzgerald. And now you add DeAndre Hopkins to that mix of wide receivers. Yeah. Woo! That is – that yeah, is Nuke, good, man. Nuke, Nuke, yeah, Nuke is going to be good. I think I think and Arizona they, is going to be good. And didn't they revamp the offensive line? I'm pretty sure they revamped their offensive yeah. line yeah, too. Yeah, I think so, they had some pieces. So I think I could see that being so, solid for Murray, and especially if he learns that he doesn't need to drop 20 steps back <laughs> and just yeah. circle around. <laughs> yeah, if he could stay, if he could stay in the pocket or just know how to like be efficient being mobile, like Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, like you can either stay in the pocket or you just like quickly lateral to your right left and then you can just get it to the open man i could see them taking the next step i like that cardinals would be my first choice though that's a solid move man i'm i i'm also all over the cardinals this year i think that um they're gonna have a definitely revamped offense uh and i think that i mean with patrick peterson in the defense anything is possible uh but they have they have some dogs on the defense i do like arizona this year um especially if you guys are uh gambling out there i would really really look look for them if they're getting points on the weekend i think they, i think they're probably ranked to to be last in the division um i think it's a great pick with my second pick i will go with the pittsburgh steelers 
Okay. Uh, the Steelers were eight and eight last year. Um, coming off a year where the Ravens went fourteen and two, so I get it. Like it looked like they got blown out in the division, but fourteen and two is an anomaly. Uh, I don't see the Ravens doing that again. And let's not forget, the Steelers didn't have Big Ben last year. Okay, they were just coming off uh, that crazy offseason. You know, with AB, with Bell, with all this nonsense, okay? And they went 8-8. Eight eight. They have a solid defense. They got Watt back. They have, a, they have Minka back there now. They have a, they have a, a ridiculous defense, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think with Big Ben coming back, the new and improved Big Ben, uh, Juju's going to be healthy. Uh, I think they're going to be – I think they're going to win the division, to be honest with you. I think the Ravens are going to take a step back. I think the Ravens will be good. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to, like – like, I love Lamar Jackson. Um, I just bought one of my nephews uh, who just bought my cousin's a Ravens fan. Just had a kid. I bought him a Lamar Jackson, you know, nice. like, in Jersey. Like, I, I'm, uh, I'm with you. Like, I, I like the Ravens. They're cool. Um, but I think I think the Steelers this year uh, with Tomlin and Big Ben healthy and the defense, like, with another year, I, th- I see them winning the division. I like that choice. I like the Steelers. I think they're going to come back, you know. They're especially, tight. They're, they're especially. Like, they're, they're, well, I don't know the word, but, like, they're just, like, they're a tight organization. Like, when are. something like Le'Veon Bell happens or A.B. happens, it's, like, an explosion. When something like Jamal happens, Jamal Adams happens with the Jets, it's like, oh, yeah, another Tuesday. Oh, yeah, another year. Like, I, I, like I'm jealous yeah. of that. I really am. Like, I really am jealous of that, like, notion. I hope Joe they're, Douglas actually gets that for us. They're, they're a model organization. Yeah, they really are. Um, I like it. I think they'll. I think they'll be decent too, especially if Big Ben can stay healthy. That's always a big key. If Big Ben can stay healthy, he's just not. You just never know. Every be a walking year. boot before we even before we know it. Probably. All right. <laughs> so with my second pick, I got the Cleveland Browns. Oh, all right. I think this year. I think they made a mistake last year when they hired Freddie Kitchens to be of course. A, of to be the, to be the head. like yeah he had a nice relationship with baker but being a head coach is not just having a good relationship it's actually being a good like offensive mind like interim head coach during that time after they fired Hugh Jackson uh I'm sorry who Greg Williams just, just saying <laughs> exactly. that's who I would love to be the head coach of the Jets but the, I <laughs> but I digress anyway uh I like I like their hire in uh was it Kevin Stefanski Offense coordinator from the uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. They the Vikings offense last year was clicking for the most part, especially after the first few weeks. They were just running on all cylinders when you had uh, the receivers who were just like, "Yo, we need to pass. We just can't have Dalvin Cook running it all the time." Uh-huh. And then when you get Kirk Cousins involved with a solid running game, and the Browns have that, they have the weapons to be good at all levels on the offensive side, you know, and. I think with uh, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield being a third-year vet, I think he had a sophomore slump last year. I think he's going to step up this year. He's a competitive guy. I like it. I like him. I like the way he plays with OBJ, with uh, Jarvis Landry. Like, what more can you ask for? You know what I mean? So, and who is it? You got Nick Chubb in the backfield, too. That's dangerous, man. Yeah, That's I mean, dangerous. the, the – the, uh, the Browns are coming off their diva season, right? They're coming off their, like, oh, we're going to be the best team ever season. Um, and then they got humbled, and Baker Mayfield's not making, you know, not making commercials. 
Odell's like over it. You know what I mean? He came off an injury year, so I do think they they might button it up. Uh, yeah. Like you said, well, that's not bad. I for my last pick, I know I can't take the Jets, right? Because I'm mean, cheating. I mean, so you could. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think we will improve from seven and nine, but I don't think it'll be by much. <laughs> um, It's kind of tough, right? So I'm looking at the NFC North for my third pick. And it's such an interesting year to look at because Green Bay went 13-3, and three, right? Mm-hmm. And killed it. And, and I think they're going to regress. And I think the Vikings won 10-6. and six. Uh, I mean, and, and, went, and then the Bears went 8-8. Eight and eight. But, like, I think, that the, I think that the Bears actually might be able to improve here, even with Mitch Trubisky. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I hate the Bears organization because it reminds me of the the Rex Ryan Sanchez Jets. So I actually hate watching. Dude, them. I say that all the time. <laughs> oh, all really? the time, because yeah. you know what? They did the exact same thing. What we did, we traded up for a quarterback who you didn't have any right to trade up for. <laughs> yeah, and they're exactly. like, and they're like, maybe average. And the defense is unbelievable. And the defense and the, and the Bears, they they exactly. So they literally are. Uh, the old Jets, like the Sanchez Jets. And I really feel like that. And, you know, the Sanchez Jets had a couple of good years. They did. Okay. And, and especially when they were under the radar, like when mm-hmm. they were like the third, you know, when we'd be able to get a, like a decent schedule because they were third. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they're going to get a decent schedule. They're going to be under the radar. Everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers and the new qu- Jordan Love, the new quarterback they drafted. That's on everybody's mind. This is Kirk Cousins. I think his contract's running out. You know, so he's he's up. Things are you know running the wheels in Minnesota. Remember, there was a Stephon Diggs issue. You hit on the wide receivers. There's yep. a little bit of turmoil there. Yeah. All right. So and the Detroit Lions of the Detroit Lions. Um. So <laughs> I think actually Stafford might not play this year for COVID, uh, which would be catastrophic for them. because uh, I know he had a history uh, in his family with cancer. Mm-hmm. I know there's some stuff, so I think that that kind of makes sense for him. Um, so I think for my third pick, I'll take the Bears. They're eight and eight, they're eight, and eight so I don't know, like, really uh, how much more they're going to improve off that. But I also don't know if anyone in that division is going 13-3. You know what I mean? Like the Packers. So I think maybe one or two wins might get you that division this year. Um, so I think for my third pick, I'll take the Bears. Okay. That's solid. I mean, this is all thinking about playoff push, right? So like yeah. eight, eight, eight and eight could be a playoff push and they could be better yeah. than that and make a playoff push. At least a wild card, maybe, especially if they do that, like double, double wild card nonsense. We'll see. Okay. My last, my last pick will be the Denver Broncos. Okay. And here's my thing. You got Drew Locke. He's now in the second year. I think he's a little, I think he'll be, Decent. He got a little taste last year of what it's like to be a starting quarterback after Flacco went down. Um, but I actually like how the Broncos drafted this year, and they still have a solid defense. So I think if the defense, which they're always – the defense always shows up. If Drew Locke can just be competent, which I think he will be this year, because he was like a solid quarterback in college, and I think he's going to be a solid – I don't think he's going to be like an elite talent quarterback, but I think he'll be – an above average, like probably B minus B. Actually, I think he could be like another like Flacco where it's just like a decent like quarterback who can just like stay up to date, like not stay up to date, but like say like keep you in games. He'll keep you in games. And 
I just like that team. I just like how they drafted. I like what they did. I actually have faith in Drew Locke. I see the Broncos being like a little, they're going to be a pest in the AFC West. I just see <laughs> yeah, it. Like you got the Chiefs. Chiefs are going to be there. Raiders, like it's John Gruden. So it's going to look nice, but it's going to flame out in the end. And then the Chargers are like, they got it. They're, they're the Chargers. They got Tyrod. Yeah, but. You know, like they got Bosa. They got a good deep. Yo, the Chargers have a good defense. Don't they have a good defense. defense. They have a good defense, but like, I just don't see like Tyrod. Tyrod's okay. He's okay. He's an okay quarterback. He's I would agree too. Like, yeah, he has something to prove. He has something to prove. I can see the Chargers being sneaky, but I think the Broncos are going to be that team. Yeah, to I do agree. it just because the Chargers over the last few years, man, they just like, they'll get a lead and they just like, let it's it go. It's different, man. Phil is gone. He's, he's an Indian. I know, but Phil was, Phil's a good quarterback. I know, but he, I don't know. Well, it's, it's going to be a different team. I just, I, I, I love Phil Rivers. Okay. I think like I grew up with Phil Rivers. Well, that's why he chose the Colts. Reason. I know, but he has a great offensive line. And I think that he can, uh, he can get exhausting. If you are his offensive lineman, I could, or like his teammate after years, I could see Rivers getting, or on the organization, I could see him being exhausting. I mean, I get exhausted just seeing him scream, just <laughs> exactly. like all those highlights. So, but I and agree I with you. I think Denver's a great pick, man. I think Jerry Judy's going to be a beast this year, the wide receiver from Bama, their first pick. I think, I think that's good. I think you have uh, way more uh, faith in Drew Locke than I do. I don't really see him uh i see him more fading out in the quote-unquote sophomore slump than i then i see him uh advancing like kyler murray i i think the thing is like with drew lock right he didn't have like a true like rookie season like most of these quarterbacks like a cam newton who just like shined and then now you get to expect a slump if anything i would expect his third year to be a slump i expect him i expect him not to have they have decent footage on drew lock but they don't have a lot of footage as like you would at like a Cam Newton or like anyone else, like, or like yeah. even a Sam Darnold, right? Like, yeah. And Sam Darnold even have a sophomore slump, but you could prepare for Darnold better because you have more footage on him. Yeah. But I, listen, I know Cam Newton is on New England Patriots, but if you ever use Cam Newton and Drew Locke in the same sentence again, there's going to be issues. Okay. I'm not saying they're the same talent. Not saying they're the same talent. Not at all. Those are two different animals. <laughs> All right, and of course, we cannot end this podcast by talking about the best team in Major League Baseball. Alex, who is that again? The New York Yankees. Oh, do you ever hear some guy uh, named Aaron Judge? Uh, yeah, have you ever heard of this guy named uh, Giancarlo Stanton? Oh, uh, this guy, Judge, has hit another home run today. That's his fifth in a row. Oh, my God. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, first time since uh, Alex Rodriguez. Remember when he was bombing those home runs? Um, in 07? Absolutely. Uh, that was a good time. Great time. Oh, my God. In April. Well, so, that was good. We are losing 7-6 to the Sox right now at the top of the eighth, but we're going to get this W. Uh, we're going to walk off, and everything's going to be great on the first episode. Of, Beautiful. Uh, Next Jets, et cetera. Beautiful. So, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, we'll have another pod dropping this week for the next episode of this podcast. All right, guys, uh, like, subscribe, uh, comment, just like, let us know what you think. Uh, we are open to suggestions, and we just um, want to help you guys uh, get closer to uh, teams that we love and the sports that we love, and uh, hopefully we uh, 
made you guys a little happier today. Yeah. All right, guys. Catch you later. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.